Well, good day to you. It's Joel with the King Country dropping in to let you know that our brand new film, Unsung Hero, is in theaters now. It's Luke here. We've teamed up with the creators of Jesus Revolution to bring you this adventure of a lifetime. It's a powerful, true story about a family uniting, growing in their faith, and facing the impossible together. In theaters now, unsunghero.movie for more information. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. What impacts you every day? There is one book that influences almost every aspect of our lives. Museum of the Bible reveals the Bible's impact on your favorite musicians and artists, the way we measure time, social justice, our national monuments, and more. The Bible's impact is all around you. Discover how at museumofthebible.org impact. Welcome to Bridges. I'm Monica Schmelter, and I'm glad that you could join us today. My guest today is Elizabeth Shreve, and one of her favorite things is being a mom. She's also a grandma. She works in full-time ministry, and today she's here to share her personal story of going from tears to triumph. And Elizabeth, so nice to have you on the Thank show you, today. I appreciate it. You know, when I read about someone getting a hard diagnosis, I would just have to think, that's one of the worst days of your life. It was. It it was. And still I tear up when I think about mm-hmm. it. It was, uh, I was just going for a regular checkup. Uh, and I, that morning I thought, I'm not even going to do this because we had a ballet recital that night. But I just, I thought I'll just run in, run out, get this test done mm-hmm. and be over and mm. uh, get it behind me. So nothing was wrong. It's just nothing a regular checkup. So you weren't hurting. You're not in pain. No. I was just as happy as I could be, mm-hmm. and the uh, our my old BGY had delivered both of our babies, mm-hmm. which were miracle babies, and uh, he had already the nurse had already told me that I'd canceled it several times. <laughs> I was happy. I was busy. I was doing my own thing. Right. I didn't well, have you time got your for miracles. That. You yeah. had kids. I got kids. I let's let's yeah. party, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I ran in, and when he was examining me, he said, "I feel something here," and I said, "No, you don't." Come on, hurry up, buddy. I got things to do. And he said, no, I feel something. Mm-hmm. Give me your hand. And when he took my hand, I felt something. But still, I was in so much denial. And he said, well, let's walk on down to imaging, and I'll put you on in. And I was like, no, I'm going home. Mm-hmm. I'm going home. You know? And But he positively made me go to imaging. When I they brought me back up to his office, he was leaning up against the desk. And I looked at him, and it was just, Monica, it was, I knew something's wrong. And I said, what's what's going on? He said, uh, there's a large mass there. And I was like, no, there's not. No. And he's like, there's a large mass. And where's Mike? And we, we, we need to do something. But it was the holidays. And he said, uh, why don't you just enjoy the holidays with the kids? And I was like, what? Am I going to leave? And he said, I can't make you any promises. And I just was shell-shocked. You know, I just yeah. like, that can't happen to me. I mean, no. I'm healthy. I'm happy. Right. I'm, what do you mean? I have, I couldn't even say the word. Mm-hmm. You know, when he said the word, I'd go, don't say that word. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so then he, then he said, just enjoy the holidays. And I said, how could you enjoy the holidays after all that? I, I don't know. I was uh, just like, I was just like, uh, okay. 
But I went on, went to ballet recital, and then a couple of days later he called and he said, we're not going to wait. I want you and Mike to come on in. Let's go ahead and start aggressively attacking this. And so on this day, I was happy. Mm-hmm. Everything was going great. And then three days later, I was in imaging and PET scans. My whole world, your whole world changed when you get a diagnosis. You lose your identity. All of a sudden, all you are is a, a file number, a doctor's appointment. I, I was so stunned and I was hurt. I was hurt. Yeah. You know, how could I be sick? Yeah. I'm a good girl. <laughs> right. Right, because we we know that all our righteousness comes from Jesus, but at the same time we yeah. think, well, we're, I'm living a Christian life, right? I'm doing yeah. my best that I can to obey. I'm doing the best I can to stay Why healthy. Why would this happen to me? You gave me two miracle babies. Now, come on. Why would this happen to me? Yeah. I couldn't yeah. understand it. Mm-hmm. And, and a lot of times in our lives, things happen to us that we can't understand. That's right. But that also gives us cause to trust him more. Mm-hmm. I know him in a different way than I did before the cancer. Wow. And I trust him more than I did before the cancer. Mm-hmm. And I and I have faith that no matter what happens, he's always going to see me through. And I trust that that he is the strong tower that I can run into and I can be safe. Yeah. And really, Elizabeth, that's what it's all about. It is. Right. It's it's about understanding and recognizing that regardless of what comes our way, yeah. He's going to see us through. He's going to see us through. And that was that was something that was very hard for me to accept in my life because I just want to avoid the bad. Like, I just yeah. don't want don't anything, right? <laughs> I don't want anything bad to happen to me or to anybody I love. I no. don't want any diagnosis. I don't want any life-controlling problem. No. I do not. I don't. I want to pray all of that away. And yet sometimes, even with our prayers and and all of that. Things happen. Things happen. Things and that happen. happened to you. And at the holidays. If there was the holidays. And on a ballet recital day. Oh, I mean, yeah. yeah, it was, that it was, was just everything. So much. It was in one day. so much. And I didn't know how to handle it. And I didn't know. And I felt so betrayed. Mm-hmm. You know, I just felt like at that moment of my diagnosis, I felt like God had let me down. And I, I, I I've been in church my whole life. I know that God don't let you down. But when you hit a storm like that, sometimes yes. your mind can tell you, mm-hmm. well, God don't love you. Yeah. I appreciate you saying that because a lot of people would be afraid to say that. But there are definitely bumps that I've hit in the road that I've had to pray through it. Yeah. But I've had the thought, okay. Really? Really? Like, mm. uh, really? Mm. <laughs> I can remember so many times in my prayer, I'd go, really, God? And then Mike and I was at a conference and I had... I had already started some of the some of the horrible stuff that comes along with your diagnosis. And we were in a conference and this man and woman went up to give their testimony and I was sitting there, you know, and she started talking about they had found a lump and her and Pastor David had prayed and that lump disappeared. <laughs> and I was sitting there next to Mike and I was thinking, really, God? And yes, uh, you move for her, but you're not moving for me after all, you know, my mind. And I I looked Uh at Mike and I was like, really? Are you serious? Mm -hmm. You know, and then she came up to me afterwards and we were talking and I just looked at her. I thought, be kind, (laughs) be kind, (laughs) be really kind. But I was wanting to say, I can't tell you, Monica, what I wanted to do. I wanted to point out that 
Really? Mm -hmm. You and not me? No, I understand. You do? <laughs> I, I'm laughing not at you, but because I've been in that place and I've had to tell myself, be happy for them. Yeah. Rejoice with them. Oh, yeah. That's your brother or sister in Christ. Hallelujah. And inside, yeah, inside I am thinking, you know, seriously, like, do I have to celebrate for everybody else and feel... And me still suffer. And feel like... I'm traumatized inside, like I'll be happy for everybody and I'll rejoice with everybody, but hello, Jesus. Yeah, I hello. was happy for her. Mm -hmm. I mean, an instantaneous healing and me, I got to walk through this. Mm -hmm. I, I got to tell you one story. <laughs> I was uh, I was going in for another surgery, I, and uh, but I was so weak and I was so tired. And, and God usually doesn't give me supernatural, but I think he knew that during this time that I needed that. Yeah. And God's really good at giving you what you need when you need it. Yes, he is. And so I was sitting on the end of the edge of the bed, and I was so weak. Mike was in front, and he was trying to help me get my shoes on. And my mother was uh, playing uh, Christian television in the bedroom, and she had it loud. Because she thought <laughs> the louder you have it, the more God said it. There you go. <laughs> and so it was really loud, and, and mother's praying, and Mike's praying, and I just wasn't in the mood. I was mm -hmm. like, I'm going in for surgery. I'm not in the mood. Right. I mean, I'm, I'm sorry if that makes me a bad Christian, but it doesn't. I wasn't. I was just makes wasn't, you honest. I wasn't mm -hmm. in the mood for it. I was like, no, I, you know. And so I flung around. And I looked at my sweet mama and I said, "Will you please turn that man off? I don't even like that preacher." Mm. And she just looked at me and she went to reach the remote. And I'm promising you, as I live and breathe. The man on that television, and this never happens to me, he said, don't you touch that remote. And we all went, what did he say? Mm. And my mom said, I ain't touched that remote. <laughs> <laughs> and so Mike sort of fell over on the floor, and I was like, what did, did, what did that man say? And then he said, there's a woman sitting on the edge of the bed, and you don't even like me. I was like, wow. Whoa. And he said, but God is shrinking that thing. Amen. And I went, wow. Yeah. And so I thought, okay, no surgery for me. That's right. You thought you got your word for, uh, from it, God. It, and it was God. It. Um, mm -hmm. And so I went down there. Mm -hmm. We went on. And I told him as they was willing me. And I was like, you ain't going to find nothing because I got sure. a word this morning. I mm -hmm. got a word from the Lord. I was, I was riding high. Yep. You know, I was like, that thing has shrunk. It has shrunk. And so my doctor was like, well, Let's go ahead and get an imaging. And I was like, okay, yeah, get that imaging. I'm a woman of faith now. That man on there that I don't even like, <laughs> he, he told me I was healed. Mm. And then when the doctor came back in, he was like, it's still there. Mm. And I was like, no. And I just remember welling up and crying because yeah. I thought God had healed me. Mm -hmm. I was so discouraged at that point. And I was just like, just do whatever. Go ahead. Just do whatever. And so they took me on in, and they did the surgery. And here's the wild thing. It was the size of a grapefruit to begin with. And when they finally started doing the surgery and cutting till they got proper boundaries and pop, uh, borders, it was the size of a plum. Mm -hmm. And so when, they, when I came to, my doctor, who was not a Christian, said, you were healed. And I was like, no, I wasn't. I've had surgery. Mm -hmm. And he was like, you were healed. It was shrunk. And is that not what he said? Yes. And I was like, well, why didn't God heal me the whole way? Yeah. You ever had that happen? Why didn't God absolutely heal 
Yes. Why? Why? Right. Why would he shrink something and then let me still go through this struggle? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I realized God was going to use me through that struggle. God was, I didn't realize it at the moment because I was pretty down and out. Right. But And to have the, the doctor, an unsaved doctor say, you were healed. Yeah. He saw what God did. Yes. Even though you were just, I did not you see were it. just so filled with despair at that time. Yes, I was. You just couldn't see it. And no. I'm so glad that you shared that because I think so many people think that they're really bad Christians because we have these moments yeah. that we just don't or we can't see it or whatever that is. But we're not bad Christians. No, we're, we're not. people. We're people. We're people. We're human people. Yes. And, and you can't get discouraged and no matter what you're going through, the challenges that are overwhelming, you hold on. Yes. You hold on to that faith. You hold on to that healing. You hold on to that because you just can't give up. That's right. Because God's got a plan. Yes, he does. And, and sometimes he doesn't show us the whole plan. No, he never shows me the whole plan. Step by step. I'm always walking blind. Yeah. Yeah. He knows knows I can't handle any, you know, he he knows I've got to do that. I'm like that, but we've got to take a little break. (laughs) (laughs) I want you to stay with us. When we come back, we're going to continue to talk about Elizabeth Shreve's story. The book is I Cried a River and it's a story, the journey from tears to triumph. So you stay with us and we come back. We're going to continue to talk about the healing and the faithfulness of God. What impacts you every day? There is one book that influences almost every aspect of our lives. Museum of the Bible reveals the Bible's impact on your favorite musicians and artists, the way we measure time, social justice, our national monuments, and more. The Bible's impact is all around you. Discover how at museumofthebible.org slash impact. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening, who should call right now? Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Life can be hard and days can be long. So if you're looking for hope for the journey, monicaschmelter.com is a great place to get started. On monicaschmelter.com, you'll find Monica's teachings on demand. And if you're looking to really grow your faith, you'll find online extras are available with every teaching. So don't wait another day. Get started now at monicaschmelter.com and you will find hope for the journey. Don't miss another episode of Bridges. Subscribe to our YouTube channel today where you can find all of Monica's latest teachings. Just visit YouTube.com, search Monica Schmelter, and click subscribe. Once subscribed, click the bell icon to get notified when a new episode is available. Thanks for watching Bridges.
you're just joining me today on Bridges. I am having a very honest conversation with Elizabeth Shreve about a very devastating diagnosis that she got and just the process of her crying a river and going from tears to triumph. And, you know, Elizabeth, we're sharing like healing isn't always the same for everybody. No, it's not. Sometimes it's an instant, sometimes it's a process. And if we're in the process chair, it's just hard, isn't it? It is. Yeah. It's so hard to not, because it says, ask and you will receive. Mm -hmm. Seek and you shall find. Knock. Mm -hmm. And when that doesn't work the way you think, you know, I think as soon as I ask, the door should open. Amen. What's you wrong know? with that? I mean, that sounds like a good thing to I me. I like that. Uh, but sometimes there's a process that we go through, mm -hmm. and God knows that exactly what we need when we need it, mm -hmm. but he also knows what everybody else needs. That's right. And sometimes he uses you and your pain mm -hmm. for purpose. Yep. And so my process was painful, yes. but it was purposeful. Mm -hmm. And like I went for a PET scan and and uh, they put me, the, it was just on Black Friday, me and this one boy and this older man. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody was there. And uh, because it was a holiday. Mm -hmm. But because I was so close with my doctor, he insisted that we go ahead and get this imaging done. So, he, you, you know, you go through all kinds of stuff. All modesty goes out the door mm -hmm. during a cancer diagnosis, mm -hmm. which was very hard for me because I'm a modest person. But he put me in the PET scan and he looked down and he said, ma'am, can you please be really, really still because I got things I want to do and you're my last person. No. So just be really, really still because I want to go shopping with my girlfriend. And I was like, okay. So yeah, it, wow. yeah I will. Yeah, mm. I will. And so he started, the, the thing started moving and I thought, oh, that's sweet. I heard an orchestra and choir singing, I will cherish the old rugged cross. Mm till my trophies at last I lay down. Well, you know, I'm a Pentecostal girl, so I immediately was like, yes, Lord, I will. <laughs> I'll cherish it, yes. And then all of a sudden you hear me coming out of the pit scan, and he comes in and he says, really, why did you move? And I was like, well, that was that music. And he said, can you, can you be still? And I was like, I will. He said, just, you know, raise your hands. I had my hands behind my neck, you know, to get a good, perfect scan. And I said, okay, I'll be really, really still. And his name was uh, Kevin. I'll be still. I'll be still. But then, Monica, he put me back in that machine. And all of a sudden, I heard, here I am to worship. Here I am to bow down. And once again, I was like, yes, Jesus. Hallelujah. And he pulled me back out. And he said, really? And I said, it's the music you're playing. It's ministering to my spirit, and when I'm, I'm I mean, I'm ready to worship the Lord here. Right. The old rugged cross, here I am to worship. You know, God's speaking to me through here. Mm -hmm. And he said, there is no music. <gasps> I said, yes, there is. There's a band. You're playing it, even a radio. He said, there is no radio. Mm -hmm. I was like, yes, there is. <laughs> I've heard music. I've heard singing. I've heard an orchestra. I heard a choir. And he's like, ma'am, there's no music. Well, my first thought was the cancer had went from here to here. <laughs> I thought, okay, well, it's already traveled. It's up in my brain. <laughs> you know? And so, and then I looked at him and I said, are you saved? Do you know the Lord? And he said, I did. 
And I seen a big old tear. And I said, I think I'm here today for you. And he said, did you really hear music? I said, son, I really heard music. The Lord is in this place. Mm-hmm. And another, another big tear. And then in a PET scan, he got down on one knee. Mm-hmm. And me with, I said, can you give me the sheet? <laughs> <laughs> can, you give me, can you reach down there and give me the sheet? <laughs> he let me cover myself up. And then he got down on one knee and we said the sinner's prayer. And I, my pain became purpose. Yep. And I realized that even though I was going through this horrible, horrible journey, I'm sorry. No, you're fine. God was going to use me. Mm-hmm. And even though I didn't understand everything that was going on in my life, that God understood. Yep. And, and somewhere in the midst of this horrible place, He was going to give me beauty for ashes. Yes. And joy for mourning. Mm-hmm. And and that sort of started the beginning of things changing in how I was looking at it. Mm-hmm. You know, how I was looking at this situation yeah. I was in. Yeah. Because you saw fruit. Yeah. You saw a young man that was far from the Lord. Yeah. And in the middle of everything that you were going through, yeah. you were willing to reach out and pray for that young man. Mm-hmm. And God sees that. Yeah. And he honors and he rewards our faith that, and that's so important that, you know, we have faith. That doesn't mean we don't have questions. That doesn't mean that sometimes we're not disgusted and discouraged, but he's still God in the middle of that. And you recognize that. I think you have to get outside of you. Mm, That's for sure. You know, I think most people, when they hit a storm, it becomes an internal thing. Mm -hmm. And you have to get outside of you mm-hmm. and say, God, I, I'm here. Yes. And still use me. Because mm-hmm. if we're true ministers. That's right. No matter what situation you're in. That's right. No matter if you've got a cancer diagnosis, no matter if your children are not serving the Lord, no matter if your husband has left you. Mm-hmm. You're, if you're truly a minister, mm-hmm. you still look outside yourself and say, okay, God, this is horrible. Mm-hmm. But if you just will use me in this, it'll yes. be worth it. That's right. It'll be worth it That's all. That's right. And he never leaves us. He doesn't. Uh, he's always with us. And another story. Uh, I went in to have a biopsy, and, and Mike was still ministering and preaching because I thought, I am woman. I can do this on my own. <laughs> I'll raise my kids. I'll, you know, I will do this on my own. When I went in, I looked and I thought, oh, bless all these poor sick people, you know, <laughs> that were in the cancer center. Bless their hearts. They're sick. And, you know, my heart. And, but then when I went in, had the biopsy, and then I went to a counselor who was talking to me about my, my journey. And, and then she said, uh, do you have someone with you today? And I said, oh, no, I'm, I'm all alone. When I said those words, it hit me. I'm all alone. Mm-hmm. Wait a minute. I'm alone. I am like really alone. And then she started talking about the treatments and the radiation and and the surgeries and the medication, you know. And then it dawned on me, I'm sick. Mm. Wait a minute, I'm alone and I'm sick. So she left and I got up to walk out. And when I went out to that same place where I had entered in with joy and praying for those poor sick people, (laughs) it struck me. I'm one of them. Yeah. I'm sick and I'm alone. I am so alone. 
and Monica walked and got on the elevator. And I got in sort of just like dumbfounded. I was like, I'm sick and I'm alone. I'm sick. And I, it just, the enemy just kept playing that over in my mind. You're sick and you're alone. You're going to die alone. You're sick. You know, and so I pushed the button and there was movement to the side. And I looked over and there was a little lady there. And the first thing it ran through my mind is, God, I hope she don't talk to me. <laughs> I'm really in my own storm. She needs to leave me alone. And she had the prettiest little red long skirt on and a little white shirt with a little ruffle and little red shoestring tie, little bun on the back of her head. And I, I, I looked at her and I moved this way and she moved this closer to me. And I was like, oh, this is not going to end well for you. <laughs> I am in a really bad mood. And, and I, if you ask me to pray, don't know if I can, don't know if I'm even a Christian at this moment, don't know if I have faith for anything, I'm alone and I may die. And she came closer. And before I knew it, she said, you look like you need a hug. And she put her arms around me. And when she put her arms around me, I felt the presence of the Lord. And it was just like the Holy Spirit was washing all that doubt off of me, all of that discouragement, all of that betrayal. And then on her tiptoes, she whispered in my ear and she said, you are not alone, and this is going to be okay. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. And the elevator's open. I got out, and then I thought, I should have thanked her. She just changed my life. Mm -hmm. So I get back on the elevator, go up to the second floor. There's a volunteer. There's somebody here. Nope. Third floor. Nope. I thought, she is pretty old. I bet she's trying to make her way to the car. <laughs> I, I run out to the parking lot. I'm looking for this lady. She's not there. Mm -hmm. So I called Mike and I was like, listen to what happened. And he was like, I think you've had a visitation. Mm -hmm. I think and you I did said, too. No, I'm not a great person. I'm not like that. Why would God send an angel to mm -hmm. me? I'm just a little mama. I'm just a a, a little ballet mother. I'm, I'm nobody. But Mike said, Oh, I thank God it's given you a visitation of an angel. And I just got in the car and started weeping because I yeah. thought, even though I feel like nothing, God still sent somebody who said exactly what I was saying, the negativity in me, I am alone. And that angel said, you are not alone. And I'm going to die. She said, no, this is going to be okay. Isn't God good? He's so good. Oh, he's so, he's so, so good. good. Yes, and he yeah. visits ballet moms. Yes, and he, he visits, visits all anywhere. kinds of people. Yeah, in the kitchen, <laughs> yes. in your car. He can, it's amazing. He can do whatever he wants to do. Isn't I know, it? because he's God. He's God. <laughs> and he does it even when we're mad at him. Oh, when you when feel so bad. He's failing he us. just says, I don't care mm -hmm. about that, what you're That's going right. through. I can still do whatever I want when I want to do it. That's right. And then and he, he shows does. up for us. He Isn't does. that amazing? Yes. And oh. even though you got healed in the process, it's a right? process. The process, you're able to write the book. Oh yeah. I cried a river. You're able to help all the other people yeah. that are being healed through the process yes. rather than the instantaneous. And I wrote the book for this reason. Mm -hmm. When I first found out, I ran to the bookstore. I had to have resources. Yeah. And I told the little girls, the little girl, I said, I, I have cancer. Because you whisper it. Right. And she took me back, and on the bottom row was all these books, and so I bought everything, everything that had the C word. I get home, Monica, and there's horrible stuff in it. Yeah. 
Mike comes in. I'm crying. I'm weeping. He starts packing it up. He said, we're getting this out of the house. And then I thought to myself, when I get through this, I'm going to write a book full of hope that talks about tears to triumph mm-hmm. and how you can overcome this diagnosis. Yes. I'm going to write a book that will make you laugh. And I'm going to write a book that will make you smile. I'm going to make, write a book that makes you believe. Yes. And so that's why I wrote the book. Yeah. Because that's when we need it in our darkest hours. We're out of time, but I want to thank you so much, Elizabeth, for coming. Thank you for having me. You're so welcome. Oh, thank you. Stay tuned. Monica will be right back. Don't give in. God's Word says you're an overcomer. It takes training. It takes discipline. And so when you're fighting that good fight of the faith, you take your story, whatever it is, and you saturate it in faith, and you fight for it. Visit monicaschmelter.com to schedule Monica to speak at your next event. Prayer changes things. If you need prayer, visit ctntv.org slash prayer today to submit your prayer request. Life can be hard and days can be long. So if you're looking for hope for the journey, monicaschmelter.com is a great place to get started. On monicaschmelter.com, you'll find Monica's teachings on demand. And if you're looking to really grow your faith, you'll find online extras are available with every teaching. So don't wait another day. Get started now at monicashmelter.com and you will find hope for the journey. When it comes to healing, there are times that God provides an instantaneous, miraculous healing. Other times, it's through a process. And what we have to do in all of the different situations of life the ones that are too large for us to understand, to comprehend, the whys, the whats, the how, is to trust Him. Even when it doesn't look that the healing is coming the way that we want it to come and the timetable that we want it to come, what's important is our faith and obedience and our understanding that regardless of what comes our way in life, that God is going to be faithful. God is going to honor his word. God is not a man that he would lie. He doesn't change his mind. He will be faithful to you and to me, no matter what happens in our life. I'm out of time, but I say goodbye and God bless you. You're fearfully and wonderfully made. God looks at your heart, not your gene size. Do you know the verses yet still stress over your body? Oh, I get it. I was raised in church, but I struggled with food, eating disorders, and my body for decades. I'm Heather Creekmore, host of the Compared to You podcast, where we talk about all things body image and comparison from a biblical perspective. We get real about the pressure to focus on appearance in a culture where looks seem to matter most. Whether you're wrestling wrinkles or battling the scale, Compared to Who is the show for you. You'll laugh a little and be encouraged a lot. If you're ready to stop comparing and start living, visit lifeaudio.com to listen and subscribe.